0: So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting Bluehost.com. That's Bluehost.com.
1: Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart.
0: I'm Tanya Hart. On today's show, Ray Fisher joins me. Yes, he is the cyborg from the Justice League film franchise. It opens this week. Boy, you do not want to miss this. It's Hollywood Live Extra. I'm Tanya Hart. Today we're talking to Ray Fisher, who is an American stage actor. You probably best know him from his role in the comedy The Good, the Bad, and the Confused. But in April of 2014, it was announced that Fisher would portray the superhero Victor Stone Cyborg in the upcoming film Batman vs. Superman Dawn of the Justice. Well, he is back as a main character in that DC Universe, Justice League. It's coming out Friday. But more importantly, Ray is going to reprise his role as Victor Stone Cyborg in his own solo cyborg film in 2020. Wow! Ray, welcome to Hollywood Live Extra. <laughs>
1: It's great to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for having me. Well, you know, I got to tell you, I did see the movie. I had so much fun. Um, But let's talk about your character. Victor Stone is a human robot alien hybrid genius kind of a person with uh, superhuman abilities. And he wasn't created like out there in the universe. He was kind of created by his crazy scientist parents. Tell me a little bit about the character.
1: Well, Victor Stone, uh, a.k.a. Cyborg, he's a college athlete with an IQ of 170, you know, and he's born to two genius-level intellect parents as well, two scientists at Star Labs. Now, in order to save his life uh, after a tragic accident, his father, who he does not have a great relationship with, uses this alien technology to save Victor and effectively, and, and, and as a result, turns him into a cyborg. Um, right. Yeah, so with that, he's, you know, he's a smart guy who got even smarter with this technology. He's got super durability. He's got, he can fly. He has an arsenal of weapons at his disposal. Uh, his powers are, are, are ever-evolving, as it stands, because this technology is so far advanced compared to what we have on this planet. Um, but the, his big hang-up is that he can't live a normal life because he can't take off his suit. He is half-man, half-sheen <laughs> forevermore.
0: Wow, I, I know. And, and I want to talk about that suit, too. But before we get there, you were not a comic book fan growing up. You know, how did you have to prep for all of this?
1: Uh, well, growing up, I was a big fan of the animated series on which these characters were based. Uh, but, you know, my mom didn't really get us comics growing up as a kid. Uh, you know, in the 1980s, uh, 1989. Obviously, watching Michael Keaton's Batman, Batman Returns, all those movies. You know, uh, the animated series, Batman the animated series, Justice League, uh, all those things. I so when I actually booked the role, they sent me all the comic books that Cyborg has just about been <laughs> in ever since it was created in 19 in 1980 up through wow. you know the up to uh, uh, 2000 and uh, just about to date actually, and so. Wow. Uh, I had a lot of time to prepare and a lot of material to look through to sort of build the character
0: I guess so now you've said that superheroes need to be as complicated as the world we live in. What did you mean by that Ray?
1: Well, I mean, you know you think about superheroes when they were first created you know they were it was it was this idea of this is good, this is bad it's black white it's very it's a very binary way of looking at life um but As we know now, our world is extremely complicated. There's a lot of gray area, and you may be thinking that you're doing the right thing, but the right thing for you may be the wrong thing for a a bunch of other people. And what I think Mm. is is beautiful about what Zack Snyder and his crew have done with this franchise is that they've introduced gray area when it comes to being a superhuman, uh, or a superhero, rather. You know, It's not just do the right thing all the time, because A, that gets boring storytelling-wise, but B, that's not the way our, our world actually works. You know, we've got a lot yeah. of real-life superheroes uh, 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 working in public service, working in government, who are making decisions to try to better the world, uh, but, you know, they're met, with this sort of, um, they're, they're met with this sort of polarization socially. So while you may be trying to do good, you know, it's not going to be easy. And you may not always know what the right thing to do is, but as long as you're making steps forward to, to, to attempt uh, to change the world just a little bit for the positive, you know, it's worth it. So I think you know the, the complications that we find with Superman and Batman and all these heroes. You know, if you don't leave room for gray, if you don't leave room for uncertainty, I uh, you know it sort of falls flat.
0: Interesting. And doesn't really live up
1: to the doesn't really live up to the world in which we live.
0: Right. that I was going to say, which is, as you said, far more complicated now than any of these stories. You're going to have your own movie in two years. I, you know, it's just amazing. What kind of a pressure does that put on you, even doing this one? And have you started the next
1: one yet? Well, with this pressure, because I've had I had three years to sort of build up into this. Uh, any mm-hmm. pressure that I would have felt from the beginning has sort of dissipated. The you know we're on the precipice now of, of the film coming out this weekend, which is great. Right. And I know there's a lot of pressure with respect to you know people hoping that it does well financially. But you know I, I had a great time making this movie with people that I cared about, and for me that's a that's a win. You know I hope people receive yeah. it well. But at the end of the day, my job isn't. You know a, it, some people will love it, some people won't. That's just the nature of that's just the nature of art. That's, that's the, the nature of movies in general. And right. luckily, I've been in the business long enough to know that you can't please everyone. Otherwise, you don't really end up pleasing anyone. <laughs> you end That's up doing a sort, of, a sort of half <laughs> job with all of that. So, you know, what what I was able to do is focus on, just spend my time focusing on telling the story effectively, and hoping that uh-huh. it resonates with audience members. <clears throat> and for the, as far as the next one's concerned, uh, the Cyborg standalone things are in development right now. And uh, you know, I know a lot is a lot will a lot depends on. Just how this goes this weekend and next weekend, and I think the shape of the general, you know, uh, the DC EU, uh, the DC Cinematic Universe, it, it, it'll it'll start to take uh, a much more solid shape after this is after this one's in the bag. Right?
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, you know, being one of the first African Americans to really emerge as a comic book hero and star and superhero it's a trend it's you know we you're you're one of the first coming out and then of course we've got uh several coming out and even tv shows with black superheroes why are we all of a sudden seeing this kind of inclusion in this part of the film business and then second part of that question you are still very outspoken about the lack of black executives in this part of the business as well
1: Well, my thing is, the heroes that we see on screen and on camera, they need to reflect the world in which we live. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Warner Brothers and D.C. have done a really great job thus far in making sure that inclusion and diversity is at the forefront. You know, we're not, we're we're in a time where, with with Hollywood specifically, you know, what the world wants is what sells in Hollywood. And I think it's Mm -hmm. the sort of paradigm shift that we're seeing just across the board. Movie, not just in movies and TV but just in in the world you know people are world, becoming yeah. more culturally aware more culturally sensitive and and more inclusive and there's a there's a real yearning for that um as far as uh the creative side of things goes yeah i, I firmly do believe that you know the the people creating the content need to be as diverse as the people portraying the content um mm-hmm. because it does put a different spin on it um at the end of the day i do i do feel like the amount of time we spend sort of making decisions and making sure that they're culturally sensitive I feel like it, 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 it you don't want it to have this sort of you don't you don't you don't want it to have this sort of surface level sense of diversity where it's just the faces you see you know you want people to feel right. like well listen I, I'm not an actor but I want to be a writer is that possible yeah I want to be able to say to, to, to young people of color hey, listen, it's possible. There are people out there doing it. You know, there are people out there who are executives, and there are people who are out there that are making decisions that ultimately will be reflected on screen and on camera. Um, I think it's just as important as anything else is finding that diversity all around. And if it trickles down from the... If, if, you, if you diversify your efforts from the top, it has no choice but to trickle down into the casting decisions and what you see on screen. So I think it's sort of, um, I think it's one hand washing the other in that way.
0: Yeah, it really is. So well-spoken. I mean, that was that was just so well-spoken. That's all I can say. You know, there's so much pressure from um, movies like this, being in, a, having a role in a movie like this, because you really become a role model of sorts, whether you want to or not, because children do learn from superheroes, as they learn from many of the things on their multiple screens these days. So what kind of pressure does that put on you again? And what should kids learn from superheroes? Hero movies.
1: Well, for me, I would. I hope that people, while while I do appreciate that it is something that uh, you know people aspire to, and I, I remember looking at Michael Keaton and Wesley Snipes and you know the the superheroes of my generation, it, with that it, with that same lens, you know, I, I hope that we can reach a place where we're able to sort of separate the actor from the characters, and I think a lot of that is going to fall in, into the. The hands of uh, you know parents who are going and taking their kids to watch these sorts of films to say, mm-hmm. well, you know, that's a great that's a great thing, but you know, I feel like we do live in this. I don't want to say a hero worship phase, but we we sort of live in this. Um, it, it, we we do live in this bubble that 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 can be that can be slightly dangerous because we end up putting people on a pedestal. And at the end of the day, Ivory Fisher, I'm I'm an actor portraying the character, and while it is a great mantle to wear, um, I'm still flawed. I'm still a human being. Um, yeah, and I feel, and I feel like with these particular characters, I would love to see people take away this idea that you know it's okay to not know what the right thing is. It's okay for these superhero films, particularly the way the way that DC seems to be going with them. It's okay to have them to have them be varied, to have people mm-hmm. make decisions that have consequence because decisions that we do make have consequence in real life, and mm-hmm. I think it's important for kids to to know that. You know, the last thing you want. Is for a kid to go up and say, you know, why didn't you prepare me for what actually was going to be, what what what, what the world is actually going to be? You know, I was mm-hmm. raised to do the right thing and that, you know, doing the right thing will always work out when we know that may not necessarily be the case. And, you know, not to say that there is no hope. There is absolutely hope and we should keep fighting for that hope, regardless of how complicated our circumstances end up getting. I think that's the big takeaway from it. And that's sort of what Cyborg represents. He he represents the ability to take the negative situations in your life and to attempt to make a positive situation out of it, particularly to help other people. And that's what it means. Wow. That's what it means to me. And I hope oh, that, it, that, that that message sort of resonates.
0: I am so sure when they see this film, you absolutely come out of the screen like that. I just want folks to know that They're listening to Hollywood Live Extra. I'm Tanya Hart. And today we're talking to the man who has changed the face of superheroes on the big screen, Ray Fisher, who plays Victor Stone Cyborg in the Justice League. Okay, tonight is the big premiere. Uh, Are you coming as your character? (laughs) Do you have to wear that heavy costume or they going to let you just show up?
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, listen, I mean, for me, if if I was wearing the costume they had me wearing, I'd show up in pajamas. <laughs> so I mean, a lot of that costume for me was CG. So, uh, you know, I'm showing up. I'm actually probably the most comfortable person uh on set. A lot of my co a lot of my co-stars had uh, you know, some pretty bulky and heavy costumes. So, uh, right. I I made out pretty easy with that. But uh tonight, yeah, tonight I'm going I'm, I've got my my family's in town. I've got my mom coming up with me, you know, uh my brothers and sisters, a couple cousins here, and uh it- it's going to be a blast. It's sort of it, it, it's great that they get to experience it because, you know, they, they, they stood by me through all the ups and through all the downs, you know, all, all, the, right. the, times I all the times I couldn't afford to feed myself, the times I had to move back into my mom's house, do the, the stereotypical actor thing. Um, you know, so it's, it's nice that they're able to share in this moment.
0: Oh, I am so happy for you, Ray. And I've got to ask you: Are you preparing yourself for this lifetime celebrity that you have now become, whether you know it or not?
1: You know what? I got to take it day by day when it comes to that. Uh, I feel like I'm pretty. I feel like I'm pretty good at keeping <laughs> keeping myself under the radar. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I don't think I'm I don't think I'm fully prepared. But I also haven't experienced anything super crazy just yet to to really uh, uh, to really scare me. You know. Well, um,
0: I got to tell you once folks see you in this movie, I don't think anybody would mess with you if they in their yeah. right mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Those are just pretend muscles. It's all pretend.
0: <laughs> I know, but you know how it works. You know, yeah. people can't tell yeah, yeah, the yeah. difference anymore. I love it. Well, listen, I am so happy for you, and, and you represent all of us so very well, Ray. I've got to tell you, I'm just excited for you and excited for, you know, the the entire franchise, for what they are doing, like you said, in terms of diversity and inclusion. So, good luck to you. You will do very well, well in this business.
1: Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm just gonna keep doing things I'm passionate about. That's the only thing. If there's anybody out there listening that ever, that that wants to get into this business, just do do what you love, do what you're passionate about. You know, this this, this happened to fall upon me as I was uh, as I was traversing that road, and I'm 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 happy I stuck to, to to that that mentality. You know, your life's too short and your gift is too precious to spend it on things you do not care about. So. Yeah, I feel blessed.
0: Yeah. Really. You are, you truly are, and you are a blessing to all of us. Thank you so much. The Justice League opens this coming Friday. Of course, you are listening to American Urban Radio Network's Hollywood Live Extra. I'm Tanya Hart. Don't forget to subscribe to Hollywood Live Extra on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. And if you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. Again, Tanya Hart, we've been talking to the one and only Ray Fisher. He's going to be all over the big screen this weekend. Check it out. Hollywood Live Extra.
1: A product of American Urban Radio Networks.